London on December 2nd, 1917. A cold, rainy, windy day. Gloomy weather to match British prospects in the stalemated Great War. The Italians had just met a disaster at Caporetto so complete that it seemed likely to take them out of combat altogether. The Russian Bolsheviks, who had seized power in Petrograd the month before, were preparing to negotiate their country's surrender to Germany. On the Western Front, the Entente and German forces continued to wreak havoc upon each other with neither end nor breakthrough in sight. But the Germans were gathering for another tremendous offensive, intending to win the war before American troops arrived in sufficient number to tip the balance against them. Somehow Britain and France must summon the resolve and the resources to hang on. On Kingsway, near the Strand, despite the rain and wind and generally awful war news, a steady stream of beaming men and women poured into the London Opera House. They filled the tiers of boxes, the auditorium, the saloons, lounges and foyers, even the corridors. The handsome structure, designed to hold 2,700, was filled to capacity and more. People waited outside in the street under their umbrellas. They would not leave. Inside, about a dozen men gathered near the stage. Among them were a former Liberal cabinet minister, Herbert Samuel, the assistant foreign secretary, Robert Cecil, an assistant secretary to the war cabinet, Sir Mark Sykes, the unofficial head of the British Jewish community, Lord Rothschild, and the two most important leaders of wartime British Zionism, Heim Weissmann and Nahum Sokolow. They, and all the rest, beamed with pleasure. When finally the doors closed and the crowd settled, Lord Rothschild, hands in his pockets, spoke first to the breathless, happy audience. We are met on the most momentous occasion in the history of Judaism for the last 1,800 years, he began. We are here to return thanks to His Majesty's government for a declaration which marked an epoch. For the first time since the dispersion, the Jewish people have received their proper status by the declaration of one of the great powers. He referred, of course, to the Balfour Declaration which the War Cabinet had agreed to one month earlier and published on November 9th. By this document, the British government pledged to use their best endeavours to establish in Palestine a national home for the Jewish people.